The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Well, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. We have some friends from the Murfreesboro Police Department with us today. We're going to be talking about law and order here in the heart of Tennessee. And uh, one of our buddies, Captain Clayton Williams. Clayton, good morning to you. Pull up a microphone. Good morning, Bart. I should have called on somebody else. Clayton was... you you put me on the spot. That's okay. (laughs) Getting his act together, getting the chair just comfortable enough. And Sergeant Amy Denton is with us. Amy, good morning to you. Try that again. That didn't. Am I there? Yeah. yeah there. Good morning. <laughs> How are you today? I'm good. Larry Flowers is with us. A big smile on his face. Hey, Larry. Good morning, Bart. How are you? Good to have you here today. Thank you. We're going to be talking about activities with the Murfreesboro Police Department. And I will have to say, I'm very proud of all the work that the Murfreesboro Police Department does. Uh, you have sort of set a record. And, and made the bar really high for law enforcement agencies across the state, across the nation to follow. Uh, you've done this through activities on the square, uh, keeping problems down on the square. But that responsiveness, quick response with a lot of training behind the response, came off uh, in our community's favor the other day when a potentially uh, very dangerous situation erupted uh, in a community just off Fortress Boulevard. Uh, I was really proud to see that same reaction. Quick, uh, didn't mess around with anything, uh, didn't get it out, it never got out of hand, uh, and it came to a peaceful end. So uh, very proud of, of all of you for that. Uh, that must, when you see things like that happening, that has to give you a good feeling too. Yeah, it's, you know, a lot of things, you, the training and the, um, you know, information that we pass along and and the mentality that we want people to have in those situations, you know, it's it's really nice when you see that put to the test and actually come into fruition. Um, I mean, those men and, uh, and women that were there that showed great uh, restraint and um, a lot of patience, um, you know, and it it is something to be proud of. I mean, because it's those kind of, you look at the scenario itself and very similar circumstances we've seen across the country and other places where mistakes were made. Uh, people, um, you know, wind up losing life, uh, through that. And, um, you know, you, you don't want to try to overthink what maybe what they did per se, but it's just nice to see that, uh, in this particular scenario, uh, that, through the use of that and through the training through patience and stuff and really the value of life um that you know that was able to come to a peaceful resolve and uh, yeah couldn't be more proud of those men and women and uh, we're just we're thankful and we hope that uh, those kind of examples show the citizens that you know we take great pride in our work and we believe in training and we believe in providing the best possible service for those in our community let me ask Larry a question. Larry, with your background in media, uh, as, as you see incidences like this unfold with Murfreesboro, 
Does that send a message out not only to other law enforcement agencies, but especially to criminals? And that message would be, hey, don't mess around in Murfreesboro. That's that's a place you're going to get caught. I wouldn't say that to that extent, but... um Again, to echo what Clayton said, you know, the men and women on scene that day, you know, um, really put their training into uh, into action. Um, when I gave the uh, interview to the media afterwards, um, one of the things I said is that our police chief and our upper command staff, you know, they really push de-escalation, de-escalation, de-escalation. And uh, in that situation, using those none uh, or those less than lethal options, you know, the, um, you know, as opposed to using their service weapon, really had a great outcome to a potentially dangerous, a potentially deadly event. And, uh, and, but in terms of getting the word out to the media, we didn't initially put anything out because the thing about it is what we don't really understand, uh, sometimes we fail to understand, is that those perpetrators are also monitoring the news. They're also monitoring, you know, social media. And we didn't want to put our officers and uh, our responding SOU team in danger by immediately, um, you know, because he was isolated in the house. He wasn't at that particular moment, a direct threat to others in the neighborhood because, you know, police had kind of got everyone out of the area. So, you know, we do have to take those type things into consideration as well that, you know, the perpetrator could be monitoring social media as well. So once we figured it was safe enough to go ahead and get the message out, but the thing about it, and you know how these ring neighbor apps and these other people, they're there reporting it blow by blow as it happened and not usually really, in era <laughs> yeah and not really realizing that they could be potentially putting officers lives in danger well as you see things like this unfolding uh you were talking about using uh not deadly force the rubber bullets that was interesting that uh, that you used on the man what what is it uh, I, I don't want to feel it so but <laughs> what, what is it what is it like to be hit by a rubber bullet <laughs> well you know, bart those are um there's a couple of variations of that that we have and, and that's something that we've had for a long time that we try to keep and maintain so that having more options available in these kind of scenarios uh, you know gives us that at the time but um it's it's a it's a very great distraction. Um, you, there is some pain that comes along with it. Uh, it, it, it leaves kind of a red mark. Um, I guess if you, the best way I know to describe it, if, you know, if you've ever been hit with a Nerf dart, you know, kind of multiply that times a hundred, you know, it, it just stings really bad, but also it's enough of a distraction, um, to gain time, uh, to, to make some other kind of, uh, uh response, uh, because that, and it usually has that, the person that usually gets hit with it, either they will move or, or move out of a location or move to another location or even sometimes surrender even that because um, they don't know what they've been hit with. Uh, they just know, I just heard a bang, something hit me in the leg or here, and, and that hurts. And so um, it, it's a good way to, to buy a few seconds for officers to react. That person was in the garage after the uh, uh, ram, uh, the, the battering ram thing took the garage door down caught him by surprise but he didn't stop he ran upstairs 
did he uh, falter when he was hit by the rubber bullets, or did it startle I, him? Or? I think it was just more of a, from what I understand, just a startle, and uh, just made him move from one place to another in the home. And uh, and but luckily, like I said, it didn't. We were able to. Uh, then go from there and 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 uh, deploy i think some some uh, other tools and able to bring him into custody safely canisters of gas of some sort yes so. mm-hmm. uh and there's nothing uh, unless he had a gas mask <laughs> you you got to get out of there after yeah those that, t- that typically has a pretty good effect um you don't want to stay in there and most people don't have a gas mask on hand so uh yeah that that's usually pretty effective was the guy drinking or what what i mean that's some strange actions there um, i mean he was uh, threatening a lady he was a guest in a lady's home she was renting the the home uh and he was a guest there and reportedly threatening her with with a weapon with a right, gun right yeah i don't i don't want to go into too much detail just because of you know respect for their private i think there was some medical issues uh, associated um that uh, he may have needed some help with. Okay. So it ended peacefully. Mm-hmm. Neighbors all were able to calm back down. But and that's another thing, too. Uh, the police department was very respectful with all the people there. And you could tell from their actions, they uh, they wanted everyone to be safe. Yeah, and that, I, I would probably say that's probably, well... I don't want to compare, but that that is an also a very difficult task because uh, officers on the scene of just even trying to hold things in, uh, as what we would call a perimeter or such. You have a lot of people with a lot of questions. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people are curious, which is natural, and it's you know it's it's already kind of a tense situation, and sometimes it's really really hard to be patient and go into a long explanation with someone that walks by or something of that nature. So. Um, so yeah, hats off to those folks that uh, that were there on that perimeter. And the and the big thing because of the way that the structure of that particular neighborhood, you had so many houses close by and so many people in the area. You know, you really have to take extra care because if a uh, more you know shots have been fired or more exchange, um, yeah, that could have been uh, potentially harmful to those folks around there. And there again, another reason why that's not the way that uh, we wanted that to end. Now, we didn't do this as a segue into uh, the Citizens Police Academy, but (laughs) Amy Denton is with us today. And and this is what the Citizens Police Academy is all about, to teach our citizens uh, what the police do, uh, how they do it in these tense situations, and then to uh, maybe... uh, through that knowledge, people can help in volunteer areas, not volunteering in a situation like that, <laughs> right. but less less dangerous situations. Right. Um, you were asking about the rubber bullet, and um, on SOU night, when they come out, they'll bring some of their gear and some of their less lethal munitions and let people see them and touch them. We don't shoot anybody with them. <laughs> Um, but you can you can check them out. You can check out their vehicles. Um, the very vehicle that they had out there that day, our CPA participants get to climb up in it and see that it's just a big, heavy armored truck. Um, it doesn't have any weapons attached to it. It's a person mover, um, but it is an armored vehicle. It does have a, a 
a way to attach a ram on the front of it. Oh, so that um, was not normally there. No, we don't drive it down the road with the okay. with the pole on the front. <laughs> Out <laughs> um, of my way. <laughs> right, but um, in the end, that makes it much safer on the officers to be able to breach a door in a situation like this. You know, you think back before if they had if the officers had to hold uh, a, a ram. They're exposed when they try to, to breach that door. This vehicle affords the opportunity to keep the officers protected um, when they're breaching a door. So things like that, the partic- participants get to see. Um, last night, um, we had CPA. The first hour was our Office of Professional Responsibility. Lieutenant Snodder talked about um, uh, internal investigations and, and investigating citizen complaints and talked some about our body cameras and how much those have aided us and, and have aided him in his investigations. Um, and then the last two hours, Lieutenant James Abbott um, talked about search and seizure, what it takes to get a search warrant, when do we not have to have a search warrant, um, all of those things. So um, we added that a few years ago because the Fourth Amendment is kind of our bread and butter. We If we don't know it, we get in trouble. Um, and so... We had some citizens that weren't real sure where they're, you know, where could they say no and where could we do things anyway. So we said, okay, let's just throw this in there. So he talks about it from an investigative side, but the citizens in the class also find out, you know, what's their rights and and when can we go ahead with a search or or enter a premise or something like that. Um, So it's um, that's probably not the most exciting segment. But it's very educational. Now, when will the next one be? Because this one is in progress. Mm -hmm. But uh, people need to be planning on signing up because it's very popular. Uh, So we're in week three right now uh, of the fall session. We'll start the spring session um, in mid-January, and it will run to mid-April. Meets on Tuesday evenings from 5.30 until, and I'll say about 8.30, Sometimes it's 8.40, 8.45, depending on the discussions that have happened in class. Um, and if somebody wants to come through the spring session, I would encourage them to go ahead and get their application in. I have about eight, between eight and ten, already in the spring file um, ready to go. So um, started this class with 32 people um, and had three or four had to move to the spring session just because their schedule's didn't work or they had somebody had an injury so they need time to heal from that um so i've got 27 in class right now you will thoroughly enjoy it i have been through it it is a phenomenal class are there any uh any requirements age group uh things of that sort you have to be 18 or and above um live or work in murfreesboro um and i say work because you know people work here and live just across the county line or something like that and they're already they're still invested in murfreesboro our actions you know affect their daily life um and you got to have a pretty clean criminal record uh, no felonies if you had one misdemeanor offense 20 years ago that's on a case-by-case um, basis um, and bart you should come back through it's been a while. Um, it, it, I'd like to see. Uh, it's it's in the new facility. It's in now. the new facility. Our jobs have evolved over the years, so I try to make sure that the the, the Citizens Academy evolves with our jobs. Um, so there's some sessions that you sat through that I hate to say it, they're obsolete now, 
and we have entirely new ways and new things that we're doing. So um, I talked to one of my alumni yesterday that came through in 20, 2015. He's going to come back through in the spring because he wants to see the new building. Okay, come on. Um, they get a turn in the, the uh, Vertra simulator, um, you know, it, and not every situation in that is a shooting situation. Like Captain was mentioning, you know, the chief is very, very much, and the command staff, our whole department is very much about de-escalation. Um, so some of those scenarios, you get to try your hand at de-escalating a situation, talking somebody out of doing something dangerous or doing something that's going to hurt somebody. Um, you know, we have our mental health co-responders. They come in and, and they talk about their job and what they do um, and how that can can help people that are in a mental health crisis that may be dangerous um, at first glance and really they're just in a, in a crisis situation. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for just a moment. We will be back and continue the conversation on law and order. Here in the heart of Tennessee, we're focusing on Murfreesboro. Guest this morning from the Murfreesboro Police Department. This is Chip Walters, and you're listening to Rutherford County's Blue Raider Station. Yeah, we got them. MTSU Sports on WGNS AM, FM, online. We're talking with Pat Wingo at Adams Place. My son's research, I think, nine places, then it kept coming back here. So your son said, Mom, this is it. Oh, hands down, I'd say Adams Place. It's five-star rated in Tennessee, and they live up to that rating. I'm thankful to be here. Hi, this is Terry Deal at Adams Place. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Listen each weekday morning at 9 o'clock for the Roundtable here on News Radio WGNS. Interesting hosts and guests with the news, views, politics, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. Here on News Radio WGNS. WGNS is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. As a member of MTE, you have access to educational resources to help you tailor energy use to your lifestyle. Interested in electric vehicles? MTE offers incentives to learn about EVs and connect with others who share your interest. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by any time today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. Hi, this is Dan at Music World and Drummer's Den. You've bought your new guitar, your keyboard, or your drums. You don't know how to play it. Well, we have lessons on all stringed instruments, all keyboards, and one of the best drum instructors in the area. We are set up for all types of lessons. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street. If you need music gear, Music World and Drummer's Den is where you need to be. South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. A few scattered showers and storms possible late this afternoon. Partial sunshine develops and high around 90. Tonight's slight chance for storms alone near 67. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 71. 
This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Weight loss has always been a struggle. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has just spoken during a stop in Kyiv to announce $1 billion in additional U.S. aid to Ukraine. The reason for this visit at the president's behest is uh, simply to reaffirm, first and foremost, that we will continue to stand with Ukraine so that it has what it needs to defend itself. President Zelensky says a Russian attack on a market in eastern Ukraine today hit shops and a pharmacy killing at least 16 people, including a child. At least 20 were wounded, and he expects the toll to go higher. Vice President Harris is in Jakarta for a meeting with top Asian leaders. She's weighed in on reports of a planned meeting between Vladimir Putin and North Korea's Kim Jong-un and possible weapon sales from North Korea to Russia. The idea that any nation would give ammunition to a country that has committed crimes against humanity what it might mean in terms of how that ammunition could be used in terms of grain silos. Um, And the list goes on. Scientists at the U.N.'s weather agency have taken Earth's temperature, and their findings are alarming. Correspondent Elaine Cobb from the Foreign Desk. The U.N. says climate collapse has begun, as 2023 looks set to be the hottest year humanity has ever known. Scientists say this year's Northern Hemisphere summer has produced the hottest month ever, July, with August running a close second. Police searching for a convicted killer who escaped from prison near Philadelphia almost a week ago believe he may have lost his bearings. A trail camera at a botanical garden outside their search area spotted Danello Cavalcante twice Monday night, heading north, then south. Phyllis Reckup lives nearby. Honestly, I got the impression that they're standing around on the street waiting for this guy to walk out, and they're just waiting him out, as opposed to flushing him out. There's more finger-pointing after the deadly wildfires on Maui. Correspondent Steve Kathan has the latest. Lawyers for residents and business owners in Lahaina, destroyed by last month's fires on Maui, told a court that cable and TV companies share in the responsibility. They allege the companies overloaded and destabilized some of the power poles that came down in strong winds. Last week, Hawaiian Electric acknowledged its power line started the wildfire, but it blamed firefighters for walking away or the flames were out. Rents are rising in the suburbs. The website apartment list reports an increase of 26% from March of 2020 to this past July. In a sign, more families are moving out of cities to get away from rising crime and homelessness that can't afford high mortgage rates and home prices. This is CBS News. You need to hire fast and hire right? You need Indeed. Their all-in-one hiring platform helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates efficiently. Visit Indeed.com credit. Gillette Intimate gives guys a gentle and easy shave on there. And around there. And even under there. Don't treat your groin like junk. Respect it with Gillette Intimate, the best a man can get. Buy now at a retailer near you. Summer Bonanza means more business in the fall months. 
hire right with Indeed. Their integrated solution lets you schedule and conduct video interviews all in one place. Finding your next great hire has never been this easy. Get hiring at Indeed.com slash credits. Innovation Refunds does not provide tax or legal advice. We work with an independent network of tax professionals and will share information with them to evaluate and process your claims. Terms and conditions apply. Ty is a paid spokesman. I'm Ty Burrell, actor and small business owner. You can trust Innovation Refunds with your small business's ERC claim because of their SOC 2 Type 1 security compliance. Without this, how can you be sure a company can protect your information? It's not like here on the radio where all you need to be secure is a sensor button. My password to my bank account is Ty's cool password 1. Uh-oh. Luckily, Innovation Refunds is more reliable. Go to innovationrefunds.com or call 1-843-REFUNDS to get started. Google Chromebooks may have some competition soon. Chromebooks have dominated the laptop market for years. Schools bought in big time during the pandemic when classes were remote. As of early last year, Google says more than 50 million students and teachers were using them. Now Apple is reportedly working on a low-cost MacBook to get in the game. Until now, most schools couldn't get MacBooks for students because of the high cost. They start at about $1,600, while a Chromebook goes for around $150. The new cheaper MacBook could be released later next year, no word on how much they'll cost. Stacy Lynn, CBS News. Shocking revelation on the well-to-do island in New England. Police on Nantucket say they found guns, drugs, and prostitutes aboard a lavish yacht anchored in the harbor after a woman was removed from the boat for a wellness check. The Nantucket Current reports the 70-foot Jess Kahn is registered in the Cayman Islands. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. I'm Ken Coleman. Join me here on News Radio WGN weekdays live at noon as we answer your questions about your calling, passion, and talent to maximize your potential. We are back. And we are focusing on the city of Murfreesboro, law and order in the heart of Tennessee. Visiting with us from the Murfreesboro Police Department is Captain Clayton Williams and Sergeant Amy Ditton and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. We're covering all bases. Lots happening in our community. Clayton, a while back you were talking about how people were speeding up more and more. That was brought on after the pandemic. I don't guess it slowed down too much. Uh, we sort of eased our way through the Labor Day weekend. We didn't have any really horrible situations, I don't guess, here in Murfreesboro at that time. No, and uh, just to mention, so our uh, uh, traffic officers there right now just finishing up a campaign coming off of Labor Day, and also that was that was across the state uh, through the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, focusing on DUIs and, and speeding and distracted driving. So um, hopefully next month we'll kind of we'll have those numbers for you, but uh, we, we made sure and have folks out on the road and visibility and um, yeah, it was uh, overall a good Labor Day weekend, and we appreciate everybody uh, And I was impressed to see that the previous year, I think we only had 12 fatalities in the whole state, down from 19 the year before. I, I remember when I was growing up in the teenage years, we had pretty big numbers for uh, fatalities over a, like a Labor Day weekend. Yeah, yeah, that was a, and a lot of that was because so many more people, you know, were either, it, well, normal work traffic and and you put traveling on top of it yeah it, and people go in different places uh yeah that it was it's i don't know if it's <laughs> honestly i think one thing that's contributed is probably the congestion uh to some of that high speed stuff i mean there's just i don't know if anymore you know used to if you wanted to take a vacation to the gulf you hop on 65 and you set the cruise and you just go you know well now that is not that 
the interstate is full. It, I mean, it's literally stop and go most of the way um, in, in, until you get on past uh, Montgomery. So I think that's probably part of it is just the volume makes it a little harder for folks to really get out there and drive way too fast and, you know, accidents happen. But, you know, I say that and it could switch tomorrow. Um, it, the When you have that many vehicles on the road, just like in our town, as we see, uh, those numbers can flip-flop very quick because of one bad incident. So be sure and drive carefully. Yes. Buckle up. Don't... Uh don't talk in text or any of don't play with your phone yeah that, that that's probably one of the probably the, i mean well obviously since the statute started but i mean it's something we see consistently over and over and over every time we go out and do whether it be in a school zone or whether it be on a particular complaint uh the hands-free um has definitely not um it hasn't got the traction that that we would like to see because it is a, a distraction that takes you away from the road um, seat belts we still see a ton of seat non seat belt use uh, which is for occupant safety and then um, speeding you know that's something that unfortunately never goes away and if we we just ask that folks heed that and we'd love to see us get to a uh, a year where we have zero fatalities that, that would be great for our city you know and, uh, and maybe we'll get there at one point and we're our traffic unit is doing a great job uh, the complaint system on I want to talk about that a minute. Um, the website, if you have a traffic complaint, you can go to our website and note, uh, notate that in. Uh, people are starting to use that more and more, and I was just having a conversation with one of our officers who, who is one of the ones that would respond to that. Uh, he was saying it was very nice to actually get some of these complaints in closer proximity to the time when the problem is happening instead of it being like a week or two old. Uh, he said because he feel like they're actually able to make an impact and do something um, so we we appreciate people using that and uh, hope they continue to do so and that's on our website too and i think it's re the button is report a traffic concern or complaint and all those will be looked at and responded to so you're almost <clears throat> watching that regularly if the officers are able to respond quickly mm -hmm. yeah uh lieutenant walker he checks that every day and uh, if it's something that is uh you know then he pushes that out to his fo his team of folks, so they work that in their regular, excuse me, areas of responsibility. And so, uh, is there any particular uh, situation that people are complaining about more often? Any uh, anything that uh, is really a uh, an issue here in the town? I would say the most prevalent that we get on that is is uh, neighborhood speeding complaints, um, and and naturally so because our our officers are. Uh, especially during busy times when people are coming home, that's also the busiest times that we get calls for service. So um, it's hard. It's hard to be in have a not car that works in a particular area of town in the neighborhood at the same time when they're you know being pulled all kinds of directions for different calls for service. So um, so yes, and as schools back in session, people walking to and from school or biking or play. You know, it, it, a lot of folks have concerns and. I think part of it too is with um, the congestion that we have a lot of people are seeking alternative routes to try to get around traffic so a lot of times that involves a neighborhood and they don't respect the speed limit signs there so we want to hear that because it's important and those are quality of life issues that we take very seriously and that's why we have the group that we do and have the ability to uh, submit those concerns so that we can respond to them appropriately. 
That was Captain Clayton Williams. Sergeant Amy Denton is with us. Uh, we talked with her earlier about the Citizens Police Academies that are in progress right now. But uh, let's touch a little on the teen Citizens Police Academy. Uh, obviously, it's for teenagers in the community. Any particular requirements on those? No, they have to be 14 to 17 years old. Um, I do ask for two school-based references, so a teacher, guidance counselor, or something like that. Um, and I send them a few little questions um, just to get a reference on it. It's not a corrective program. It's educational, um, and it's geared for all teenagers, not just those that think they may want to go into law enforcement or the legal field down the road. Um, so wh what I did was take the adult CPA classes and picked out some that I thought would interest teenagers and then talked with the officers and detectives that present and we focused it on teenagers. So our special victims unit comes and they talk to them about, um, of course, domestic violence and all that, but we key in on dating safety um, and, you know, red flags in relationships, you know, things like that to let them hopefully start into the dating world in healthy relationships and not accept things that down the road cause problems. Um, so far, I've had one mom come back and thank us because uh, her child was dating somebody who was showing all kinds of red flags, and her child didn't want to listen to her about it when she told them, hey, that's, that's not good. Them wanting to look at your phone every day is not a good idea, or, you know, them uh, demanding you walk them to class so that you don't spend any time with your friends, it's not a good idea. And she said her child just kind of ignored her, but they heard it in the the teen academy so she was like hey you've got one at least that maybe you set up for success in the future um, we have a partnership with highway patrol tennessee highway patrol they bring their driving simulator trailer and we let the teenagers get in there because a lot of these teenagers you know 14 15 16 are either just starting to drive or starting to work towards getting a learner's permit so we put them in the driving simulator um, and let them get a turn that way um, so the ones that have come through have enjoyed it. Uh, we were planning to have another one starting next week. Applications are low. We've been meeting on Thursday afternoons. I'm going to have to reach out to uh, the criminal justice instructors at the, the high schools, have them poll their students and see if another night would work better for their schedules. Um, Thursday evenings compete with football games and sports and all that. So probably going to move it to a different day of the week for the spring session um, but if you've got a teenager 14 to 17 um, that's just interested curious wants to learn um, we have a, a tab on our website with the, the application and go ahead and submit the application um, it comes straight to me and then I'll be back in touch with them and and work out which session they'll They'll be in, all that kind of stuff. It only meets for six weeks because you know, they're, they're teenagers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so and it will continue to, you'll open up next week. So you, you do have some openings? The fall one is scheduled to start next week. Um, I only have a few applications. Um, I need at least 10 to make it worth everybody's time to, to get together. So uh, if I don't get several in today or tomorrow, we'll probably have to defer to the spring. Um, so if you're listening and you want to do this and you want to do it now, 
and you'd like to have some personal attention, mm-hmm. which you'd get with a smaller group. Yeah. I mean, you really get to see some police action in progress. They do. They don't get to do the ride along like the adults do because of liability, and they don't get in the uh, the simulator. Um, but they they get to meet the canines and the SWAT team and uh, like I said, special victims unit. Um, they find out about officer safety. Um, we do uh, our traffic night with them. Um, we bring in the impairment goggles, so they do the simulator part of the time, and then they get to try the the impairment goggles to see what that would feel like. Um, you know, a lot of the same things as the adults, but it's focused on the teens. Just like we have one at St. Clair, uh, the senior edition, um, that those those same kind of classes, but they're focused on our senior population and things that may affect them more. Um, for our canine visit to St. Clair, we don't take our patrol dogs. Um, Officer Alexander will bring Kari, who's our tracking uh, bloodhound. So if they are a caregiver for a family member, maybe with memory issues that wanders, um, they get to meet the dog that would find their family member and see that she's just a big, a big lovable, uh, sloppy sweetheart. <laughs> I would imagine bloodhounds <laughs> she, are sloppy. She anyway. is. <laughs> they drool a lot. Uh, so that's happening. And uh, well, you mentioned earlier about the mental health co-responders wasn't too long ago we just had one now we've added what two more um we've had three we've one had of three. them didn't work out but i think that one's uh, the replacement is in the works um so we've got two active right now um, one of them actually was out on the situation you were talking about earlier um to see if he was able to de-escalate the situation um he works predominantly with our homeless uh, resource group our host yeah, host. yeah. Um, he works predominantly with that team to help people in the homeless community find the resources they may need for mental illness and things like that. Um, uh, then um, the other one rides with the patrol officer um, and answers calls as they come in and follows up with people they've dealt with before and and, and all of that thing. And they have had great success um, in getting people to the help that they need um, and in turn um, lowering some of our repeat calls to to an address Um, you know get somebody the medication they need or the help that they need their quality of life gets back to stability Um, then they're not needing us to come in and crisis all the time because we get them out of the crisis or the co-responders get them out of their crisis mode We're going to pause for just a moment. We will return and continue the conversation about these are just some of the things that make Murfreesboro special, the services that are being offered through Murfreesboro Police Department. Not many people, not many departments offer mental health responders on that. That, It's phenomenal. We're all about saving you money. I'm Dave Ramsey on WGNS, Rutherford County's place to talk. Weekdays from 1 to 4 on WGNS. We're at Adams Place talking with John Hood. John, what do you like most about Adams Place? Well, Bart, I guess what I like most is the personal attention that you get, the comfort and security, and knowing that you're in a very outstanding place. What made you choose Adams Place? Well, frankly, I only looked at Adam's place. I'm Terry Deal. 
Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You know, there's a lot of people out there talking about testosterone. You hear about treatment centers everywhere. But do your homework and go to a provider that you can trust, one that's been doing it for years. I recommend Low T Center on Medical Center Parkway in Murfreesboro. That's where I get my levels checked. At Low T Center, they make it quick and easy. Walk in, take a simple blood test, and then with their on-site lab, you get the results in 25 minutes. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, weight gain, or loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. Low T Center's not not like a typical doctor's office where you have to wait a long time to see the doctor. Low T Center is concierge medicine exclusively for men. They have affordable and convenient options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. No need to drive to the center for weekly visits. Right now at Low T Center, it's only 25 bucks to get your testosterone level tested. So what are you waiting for? Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. There is no safer place in the storm. Talk Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, TV 11. Welcome back. We're in the final segment, and we're looking at law and order here in the heart of Tennessee from the Murfreesboro Police Department. Captain Clayton Williams with us, Sergeant Amy Denton, and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. A lot happening here in the community, a lot of great things, and uh, this area has changed over the years, uh, and that's putting it mildly. I remember uh, when the station came on, uh, I, I don't remember when the station came on, I should, I said that that's because you, everybody you says dated, you, you about dated yourself there, boy. I was I was I was born. Okay. I was living, but I was just a baby. <laughs> but uh, when when the station came on, I think the population here in the whole county was a little over ten thousand. Uh, I don't know what it was in Murfreesboro. Uh, Murfreesboro was the had to be the eighth largest county in Tennessee. You know why I know the, that? The number on the license plate. That's right. <laughs> so you're, you're giving your age, I'm too, sorry, a little bit. <laughs> Back when we used to have numbers on the plate, mm-hmm. uh, if you were number eight, you were Rutherford County. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you were number one, you were what? That have been Shelby? It should have been, but it was Davidson. Mm. Not because they were the largest, but because they were the capital, capital city. and I guess had more clout. <laughs> they had a few. They had a few more votes. Yeah. <laughs> but now Davidson actually is number one. Really, I didn't know they'd pass. Shelby. Yeah, they passed Shelby. Wow. Shelby is losing population, but if you look at Shelby County, uh, its population is strictly Shelby County. Once you get outside of Shelby County, it drops dramatically. Hmm. Whereas. In Davidson County, you go outside, and those are still big areas. 
So enough of that. Sorry. Yeah, we went squirrel. <laughs> we got just wild there for a moment. <laughs> We're making sure people are paying attention out That's there. That's right. <laughs> As you look at some of the changes, uh, what are some of the things that are different in, in just your lifespan with Murfreesboro Police Department? Amy, what about you? You, you, you haven't been there that long. You're a young lady. Oh, bless uh, you, Bart. <laughs> um, I came to work at the police department in the uh, fall of 97. Um, and I remember driving with my field training officer out Memorial Boulevard, and we got to Sportscom, and I could not figure out why in the world the city put a city park all the way out there. Um, that was just, it was just like foreign land. Why was it so far out there? Now it's in the middle of town. Um, I remember working patrol um, when they were building the Target shopping center over there, um, chafing place has completely changed um telling myself i got lost in the construction area um that's now the avenue everywhere i went i was patrolling it um, but everywhere i went it was a big pile of dirt and it was on midnight shift so there was no lights and you couldn't see anything and i couldn't figure out how to get out of the never-ending construction zone um, finally figured out how to get out of it. But um, Was that before you know, the hospital was built? Um, I don't think the hospital was over there yet. The avenue itself, I mean, that's that was the construction area that I was in. Um, I mean, I remember the old Manson Pike, um, the little narrow, windy, hilly Manson Pike um, that we used to patrol. Um, I remember some some wrecks where people just ran off the road into the ditch right there on that on that little tiny road um man 231 south i remember when they were widening it oh yeah um, yeah just past the interstate when it went down to two lanes that was before i was at the police department but it was uh it was two lanes from the the bridge just before <laughs> indian hills uh, right there it went from four lanes down to two lanes on that bridge i remember them actually doing the construction to widen it so mm -hmm. um it was two lanes from the north end of Indian Hills Golf Course all the way out to Shelbyville. It was two lanes. Um, Do you so, ever wonder on, uh, say, on the Nashville Highway, mm -hmm. how long will it be called the new Nashville Highway? Mm -hmm. You mean Broad Street? <laughs> yeah, Broad Street. As we call it, Broad Street. Smyrna calls it, what, Lowry? They call it, um, yeah, Lowry. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's not new. <laughs> no, no. Probably as long as we're still traveling old Nashville Highway, we'll call it new Nashville Highway. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, Larry. What about you? Now, you you had the uh, the fun of, uh, of doing TV newscast and stuff like that. So, uh, you look at this with a different perspective. Larry, you covered Murfreesboro for a long time, didn't you? I did. Um, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I covered the city, seen it grow. You know, from you know the bridge over Broad to, <laughs> uh, like Amy said, I I I I'm. I go back to the old hospital down, you know, in center of town. Mm. Yeah. You know, I remember going to visit Kyle Levins there when he had his surgery in the old hospital. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, man, I'm old as dirt. <laughs> but, yeah, I've seen it grow. And it, 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 it's so ironic that I can leave work at the same time as my wife in Franklin and she'll beat me back to Murfreesboro oh, wow. with me trying to come from <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, police the police department mm -hmm. over to the west side. Mm -hmm. I had a friend ask me the other day, what is that green space in the middle of town? <laughs> why is it there? My That's daughter what... asked me that the other day. She's like, why is there a big green lot with a fence around it? Yeah. And I was like, well, 
It's a long story. Yeah. My oh, kids wait. look at me like I'm crazy when I tell them that's where they were both born. Right, right. What? In that green field? You were born there. But, you <laughs> know, I, I was actually working the night that we moved the patients from the mm. old hospital to the new hospital. Oh, wow. That was a pretty cool assignment. What to escort, an operation. To escort the ambulances um, back mm. and forth and, and get everybody moved from the old hospital to the new hospital that was that was oh. that was a pretty cool thing one of the i thought one of the most fascinating things jim burner who's now passed away mm-hmm. uh dr burner mm-hmm. was the he had the last baby born in oh. the old hospital last baby to make it even more exciting he had the first baby born in the new hospital awesome. oh wow so that's awesome he had a full night. <laughs> night. He delivered a lot of babies, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should, that green space, I think we should start a petition to, can we come up with our own version of like a small starwood and put it over yeah, there in the green? There. All right. <laughs> you oh. heard it burst right here on the radio. I'm going to need, <laughs> need you to keep that campaign going. <laughs> we want to say thank you to our friends from the Murfreesboro Police Department. Captain Clayton Williams, Sergeant Amy Denton, and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. It has been a ball. Look forward to visiting with you tomorrow. Chip is next. <laughs>